listening to the Women Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Berendrecht. We're all about growing in Christ and being shaped by His Word, so I'm delighted to be sharing with you these discussions with women who love the Lord, love His Word, and are pursuing a life of faithfulness in Him. We're praying that this is a place of blessing and encouragement for you. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back for another episode. I'm so glad you joined us. Today I'm talking with Robin McKelvey, who is a pastor's wife and mom of many wonderful children. Her warmth and her love for God's word are such a delight, and I'm so grateful to get to chair this conversation with you. Submission isn't exactly everybody's favorite topic, but Robin really explains a lot in a way that is very accessible for us and helps to clear away some confusion for people who might find this a frightening topic. If you're somebody who maybe bristles at the word submission, I would just encourage you to pull up a chair, listen to the conversation, and ask the Lord to show himself to you as you dig into his word. Now here's my conversation with Robin. Welcome to the Women Encouraged podcast, Robin. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. So glad to be here. Would you give uh, listeners a little snapshot of of your life and who you are and um, your story? Well, it's quite a story. Um, I grew up, I'm, I'm the sixth born of 10 children to my parents. Um, and we grew up in the heart of the inner city in Kansas City, Missouri, pretty much. My dad was military, so he was really, really strict and snapped a lot of orders. And my mom, um, she was real spunky, but she usually did this thing called submission where she jumped at my dad's commands. And uh, I had a big problem with that. So That was my reason I was never going to get married and never going to have children. And then as we grew up and my dad pastored, I saw some things in our local church. And because I believe that's what Christianity was, I determined I was never going to be a Christian. But God, at the age of 21, when I was working a really pretty great job and, you know, thought I was very important and all that life seemed to be in vain. Like if this was all there was to life, then I did, I wasn't really getting anything out of it. It was not important to live as I was living. And so I remember praying and asking God to make himself as real to me as he was to my grandmother, because my grandmother was this shouting woman who she was crazy for Jesus. That's all I knew. I was quite afraid of her, but she was real in who and genuine in who she was in this relationship with the Lord. And so I surrendered my life to Christ at 21 and I began reading the word of God to really find out who God was. And so I saw different scriptures and I wanted to obey the scriptures because I wanted to go. I wanted to be like my grandmother. If I'm going to be a Christian, I want to be the best possible Christian there is. And so I wanted to learn truth. And all of that to say, but I still have my things like I was never going to get married and never going to have children. And part of me not getting married was I didn't want a man ever telling me what to do. Um, and so I grew up with this. I had a little problem with this relationship with my dad, had a little, a little problem with this relationship called submission. And so um, at 23, I met this guy and he started following me around. Then we became great friends and that was fine to be a friend. But then he went even further and said he wanted to be my husband. So after a lot of 
a lot of engagement breakups because of fear for engagement breakups. Um, we married on May 28th, 1988. And it has been a wonderful almost 30 years this month. Um, but wonderful does not mean there haven't been many trials. There's been many trials. And one of my biggest was this thing called submission. Because my whole life growing up, I never wanted a man to tell me what to do. And that's what I thought submission was. But if you get in God's word and you start seeing that God is a God of order, then you have to understand that even, even in this relationship called marriage, there's order. And God, God makes it so plain and clear to us if we want to obey his word that he has called the husband to be the leader in the relationship. And that's in Ephesians. I mean, I'm going to read it to you. In Ephesians chapter, it says, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter five, it says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church. He himself, Christ himself, being the savior of the body. And so in the same way, he's made it very clear. And he not only said, and I have to say this, he didn't say it just one time so I could overlook it. You know, sometimes it's easy for me to say, oh, that's, that's got to be a mistake or that's not for me. But he also said it in First Peter, wives in the same way First Peter says this, you are subject or submit yourselves to your own husbands. And then look at that. And if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. So submission is also grace to me. It's God's grace on behalf of my husband. And so I'm able to share and to submit to him, loving him in a way where I would honor him. That's all submission is, honoring him. But also, Christ makes it plain that everybody, even himself, has to submit. And so it says that Christ submits to the Father, and he says it over and over in his word, and it shows how he did that. And, and I love God's truth because if you, if you understand and apply and obey God's truth, then you are truly free. That obedience to God's command to submit ourselves is ultimately obedience to Christ. It's not obedience to some arbitrary command. That's, that's right. It's obedience because God's not going to get you to heaven when you're given account of your, of your works and ask you what you did in response to your husband or ask you what your husband did. He is going to ask you what you did on his behalf because you're his servant. That's why well done, thou good and faithful servant. I love that the Bible gives us that image and that, that verbiage of what God's going to say to us. Because How did I serve the Lord? And, and how do I serve him? I get in his word and I find out his truth and the ways that he wants us to serve him. So if I'm going to be submitting to somebody, I'm going to start by not only submitting to Christ, because that's my ultimate submission relationship. Every day I wake up, I bow and I beg. I ask the Lord to give me the will and the desire to submit to him, to be aware of the things around me that he would have me to do so that I can be his tool and his method. And in doing that, he puts some things in his Bible that he wants me to do. And that means I start out by submitting to my husband. 
because he calls my husband to lead our family. And submission is, boy, and I don't know about you or any of the persons that listen to your podcast, but for me, I kind of like leading. I think I'm pretty good at it. And um, and I think I'm even better than my husband. That's not the point, but is it? <laughs> God, that is not the point. The truth is that God's called me to be the helper in the relationship. In Genesis chapter 2, when he says he, that Adam was alone and that was not a good thing, he said, I will make a helper suitable or fit for him. And so, so many of us think that leader is... Um, you know, that's the bigger role. But we both have equal roles and responsibilities when it comes to this thing that God is creating. It has nothing to do with helper being less than the leader. My role as helper is just as valuable and as important as leader. And once I understand that, then it becomes easier for me to submit. I can't say I have this thing done perfectly or down perfectly. But I'm learning every day to die to myself desiring to be in control so that I can submit in a godly way where God is glorified in it to my husband and also be this picture of grace to him. I love that you said um, you talked about laying down, laying down your desires, but I think that we often think that, well, when Jesus calls us to take up our cross and follow him, that just means the big things like proclaim him publicly or um, maybe just act like a Christian in public. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of people that don't think about how our day to day taking up our cross and laying down our life is is really um, laying down our wants and our desires and frequently our desires are for control. And I think women really struggle with that fear of not being in control because we're afraid that if we lay down our life in that sense and we submit that someone's just going to steamroll us. Is that something that you had to grapple with? Well, um, yes, because I had these major father issues. You know, so of course my life was taking control away from my father to have control of my own life. But when I became a Christian, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do everything that would please God. And so if that is, if that's my desire as a believer, then it means God's way over my own way. And so my own way was to be in control. But when you get into God's word and you find out what he's asking for you to do, he's asking for you to let go of control and let him lead. And he and in his leadership, he has some order. And my and the order for me as a wife was to submit to my husband. And I'm like, oh Lord, please don't ask me to do that. That's the thing I said I never do. But then listen at this. God gives us such a clear picture of how submission is done, whether we want to or not, through the picture of his own son Christ. So many times in scripture, I'm telling you, and, and this is made plain in, in more than one scripture. I think I have four or five scriptures where God was getting ready to go on the cross on our behalf to die for us. And he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done, even to the point of death. So when I look at this thing called submission, 
if God is asking me to submit to my husband, he's not asking me to die to save my husband. He's asking me to submit to my husband so that my husband can be a picture, can see a picture of God's grace to him. And that's what I am. I'm a picture. My husband doesn't deserve anybody submitting to him. Neither does your husband or anybody's husband listening. Doesn't deserve that. It's what Christ It's what God, the Father, asks us to do. And are we willing to do what he's asked us to do above our own itty-bitty opinion or will? And it's so, I love that you say that um, you you compare it to Christ submitting, because we do see in Philippians 2 that Jesus was submissive all the way to the point of death. He was obedient to the point of death. And it's such a comfort to know that Jesus isn't asking me to do anything more than what he has done. In fact, he's asking me to do far less and to be protected by him in my obedience. Because the beauty of walking this relationship out with God is that he, but one of the things that God asks us to do is to renew our minds. But in Philippians 2, one of the things he says is, this is the kind of mind I want you to have. The mind that, that was in Christ Jesus, that and, and I want to read this, that though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of what? A servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. Guess what humbling yourself is? Submission, by being obedient to the point of death, even the worst kind of death there was for that day, death on the cross. Therefore, and this is the thing that I think that we forget, we stop there because we, we have our own minds, but, he, but God asked us to have the mind that was in Christ Jesus. But then he said, therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, think about this, at the name, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of who? God, and just like that, God's asking us to do the same thing by submitting to our husbands, by dying to ourselves and not our will, but God's will be done. We are allowing that the name of Jesus and the name of God, the father be glorified. That should be our desire, even above having our own will. Do we want to glorify God above having our own will? Well, then if that's a yes, then submission is what we need to do, whether we like it or not. One thing you said that really stood out to me was um, getting into the word and really seeing what what God says about this. And I think that's one of our biggest problems. Um, we tend to want to define our terms by what the world around us tells us is okay. And I think so many women find that um, submission is like a bad word. <laughs> so... Even within the church, we see this um, this term that's complementarian or complementarianism. And so because I think we're afraid of the term. And I think part of why we're afraid of that term is because we're not in the word deep into what does this mean and what does it mean to submit to Christ and what did Christ do? Do you think that that is one of our big issues is Bible literacy in this? I do. I do. But this is the reason I think it's even a lot of us as believers, we want we want to be in the world, 
and accepted by the world, even though we're not of the world. Okay, so our culture has an issue with control. Our culture desires to control. They desire to control what marriage looks like. They desire to control what what love relationships look like. They desire to control everything about them. That's what the culture does. The culture is is um, in 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 complete disharmony with God's way. So the culture is saying, I want my way over anybody else telling me the way. I want my way. So it's it's easy for us not to want to submit because that's that's um that's anti-cultural. We want to be accepted by the culture. And it shouldn't be named among us as believers, but we really desire that. We want to look like normal, and I'm putting that in big quotes. You, I wish you could see my hands. We want to look like normal people, but we don't want to look like godly people. Even though I think in the deep recesses of our hearts, we desire to be godly, but we want to be godly and be liked by those around us. It's more comfortable, isn't it? It is, and we love our comfort. We we love what's comfortable. That's why our churches look the way they look. That's why our families look the way they look. We're very comfortable with what's comfortable for us. And we can't be comfortable with the world and be comfortable with God's command. They don't walk hand in hand. If we wanna if we wanna really live, we wanna really glorify God, we wanna really make God's name known, then we're gonna have to become uncomfortable with what the world is telling us is okay. And that would mean in this area that we're talking about in the form of submission, that it would be okay to submit and to say it out loud. We don't have to even be ashamed of it. You know, what what Ray says, my husband's name is Ray, and what Ray says goes for our family. And I support him in that. But this is the thing, I think sometimes we think that we support, but we can't say anything. Submission doesn't mean that we blindly obey. That man needs to hear my voice. Why? Because I'm a helper. God put me here to help him. So I need to help him with the decisions that he makes. But this is the thing. Godly men don't need ungodly helpers. Our godly men need helpers falling on their face before the Lord, praying on their behalf so they have clear direction that God is leading them. And then if we see them maybe getting off the path a little, we want to be in relationship with them in such a way that we're like, "Mm, I don't know if that's what God would have. And then that man, if he wants and desires God, then he would say, well, let's spend some more time praying about this. And you're going to have those that may not want to spend more time praying. And you're going to have those that are going to be like, no, it's my way or the highway. And you know what God said about that? us to submit to our own husbands. Why? Because if we do, that they may be one without a word. And I just want to clarify, because I know this is a big, this is a big topic right now, um, is abuse or spiritual abuse. And I know, I know from listening to you and reading what you have, what you have out there, that you're not talking about an abusive relationship. That's not what you're saying at all. Absolutely not. Abuse is a part of my family. I speak about this publicly because my brother was an abuser. 
And so the who went and his family had to stay with us for a time because abuse is unacceptable. And I don't think that we help our husbands by continuing to allow them to abuse us. And we think that's submission. If you're a helper for him, get him help. First, go to him and say, I'm not going to stand for this. That's going to them in a spirit of meekness, the Bible tells us to do. But then get him help. The thing that you want to do as helper is to help him be the best man he can be before a holy God with your help doing that for him, with your help being obedient to God. You want him to be a godly man. You want you want a godly husband and you want your children to have a godly father. So if you're really wanting to him to help him the best that you can, your help should be where you're always pointing him to God. I know you and I have talked about this before, kind of briefly, um, in terms of being an example to an unbelieving husband or um, Peter talks about, you know, winning them over without a word. Um, when I submit and I show my submission to Christ, to my husband. And thankfully, I can say it's not like I've never struggled with submission, but my husband has been a very godly man and has not made it difficult for me to submit. So I, I do praise God for that. But in, in this context of a relationship where maybe the husband isn't in submission, either to Christ because he's an unbeliever or to the church because of his issues there, when I submit to my husband, what I'm doing is I'm showing him that over everything else, I value submission to Christ. And you had kind of helped me out with that, with kind of thinking through how to talk about that. Can you Do you mind explaining that a little bit more? Well, I think... Sometimes as women, we are adamant about, I don't want to submit, or I'm not going to submit, or I'm going to submit on my own terms. What we're saying to our husbands is, that's the way that I'm living this life as a believer. I don't really want to submit. I um, I got issues with submitting, and I'm going to submit on my own terms. Too many, and I'm going to put believers in quotes too, are saying these things and not really submitting to God. If you desire to submit to God, if you desire that God be in control of your life, in control of your husband, in control of your family, in control of all that you do, then that that requires submission. That requires dying to your own will, to your own set, to your own agenda, you know, um, to yourself, I mean, to your own agenda. Um, And I think that a lot of us want to do that, but we want to do it in our own terms. What we're saying to our husbands, okay, you go ahead and you follow God in your own terms. Because even even as as wives, we, we should be able to be an example of who God is to even our husbands. We should be an example to who God is to our children. And all those people watching us from the outside in should be able to see a picture of Christ and how much he loves the Father by submitting to him. And I got to go back to even dying for us. I mean. Even when we were still in our sin, he died for us. And so in that same way, you know, yes, we have husbands out there that are not walking with the Lord. And the Bible still asks us to submit. And and I'm not saying there's some things that submission is not. And I think that's what we need to bring up. Submission is not. I blindly obey. Remember, you're his helper. You want to help him glorify God. Submission does not mean that you follow your husband into sin or if he's asking you to do something that you know would not honor God or is sin. That is not submission. You're going to give him 
and I'm saying in the privacy of your home, because when when you're in opposition to sin, then you know the enemy is going to try to get it riled up. So others are like, well, look at them. No, thank you. You need to be in opposition to sin because sin separates us from our relationship with the Lord. So, so submission does not mean that you follow your husband into sin. Um, submission does not mean that you even lose your identity. You are who you are. Submission doesn't mean that it's only one that's shown and not the other. I still walk alongside my husband, even though when it comes to decisions or God leading, he's the leader. But I still walk alongside him. We're still a unit. We're still one. It doesn't mean I lose my identity. And, I, and I'm, I'm one of those people that I love who God created me to be. And, and I think Ray needs that. And he needed, and the Lord knew what he needed. He needed the fun rounded corners to come in and give him a little different, you know, shape. And all of that is because of his own background of abuse and some of those things. We walk this thing out together. So submission is a beautiful picture. And most of us aren't willing to do that because we're like, he doesn't know the Lord. So I need to do this thing. I need to lead this thing because he's not leading or He's not leading in the way that I think that we should go. So I need to do this. But the bottom line is, if you submit to God and God tells you submit to your husband, do you trust God? And if you can say yes to that, I absolutely trust him. Then God is in control of everything that that, that has to do with you. Well, Robin, I am so thankful for this conversation. And I think one of the things that I'm really loving is that we're talking about the principles of submission. And I I love that you're encouraging women to get into the word, to really know who Jesus is, what he did for us and what he's calling us to as women, as wives, to submit to our own husbands. Um, And so thank you so much for your time today and for your encouragement and the wisdom you're sharing. Okay, it has been my pleasure, and I'm sure this will spawn a lot of different questions. If need be, we may have to revisit because that's what sisters do. We help each other out. I would love to have you back to talk more about this because this is such a deep subject, and it is one of those that kind of gets the hair on everybody's neck kind of <laughs> raised. Yeah, just because the enemy has had such an attack on, on godly marriages in this area for a long time. And and really, if truly, if women get into the word and they understand this thing, then, then it is a beautiful thing. It, I mean, submission is a beautiful thing because it is a picture of why Christ died for the world, even though we didn't deserve it. Submission in that same way is why we die to our own wills, whether our husbands deserve it or not so that God can be glorified and make made known through this relationship. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to learn more from Robin, you can find her on Facebook where she shares how she and her husband Ray are teaching and serving. I originally heard Robin speak through the Revive Our Hearts conference in 2017, And you can locate her talks from past Revive Our Hearts conferences by searching for Robin on their website, reviveourhearts.com. Please be encouraged to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook and through our website, womenencouraged.ca. We are always so grateful when you share podcast episodes with your friends and when you rate and review on iTunes. So if you've already shared your feedback, thank you so very much. 
Listen to Peter's encouragement to faithful women. 1 Peter 3, 4-5 Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. John Piper gave a helpful message on this passage several years ago, sharing that Peter unpacks this idea of submission through God's redemptive history. We'll include the link to this message and explanation in our show notes for your reference, but some of the main points are very helpful to note. John Piper notes that hope in God is the root of everything else for the woman of faith. Their hope sets them apart for God in holiness. Their hope frees them to be fearless. Her life overflows with good deeds, which provides a consistent testimony to her hope. And finally, she submits to her husband in reverence to God. Whether submission is a familiar idea that you feel comfortable with, or something you learned about that's new today, or something that you had clarified for you, may the Lord encourage your heart as you hope in Him. May you be freed to be fearless in Christ, knowing you belong to the Lord and your conduct testifies of God's work in you and your reverence for Him. May you search out God's ways and courageously face the world armed with His truth.